When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. What a beautiful time of year it is. Fall Thanksgiving week coming up. My favorite holiday. Great food, great family time. Deer season. Fall fishing. <laughs> hey, I'm Billy Kinder, and welcome back to our camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by Forta Flora. That's America's number one canine probiotic. If you own a dog, you owe it to yourself to keep Forta Flora handy. Keep it in the fridge. At the first sign of GI upset in your dog, and all of our dogs experience that, sprinkle a packet of Forta Flora on their food. They'll lap it up. It tastes great, and it puts a stop to GI upset. Forta Flora. My friend Corey Mason, he is the chief executive officer of the Dallas Safari Club, just returned from a great hunt. Uh, he, he actually took the trip back in September. He was in Canada in the Yukon on his first ever moose hunt. And what a trip it was. We're going to get him to tell us all about it. We're going moose hunting on the show a little bit later on today with Corey Mason. A fellow named Rick Ellingson a few years ago took his first ever moose hunt and shot the moose of a lifetime. We're going to recall that story from a conversation I had with him in 2019. And a few days ago, on our drive back to Texas from South Dakota, hunting pheasants, we stopped in Alba, Nebraska, home of Bullet Weights Company. If you fish, you know about Bullet Weights. Joe Crumrine, that's his company. His grandfather started it, and the roots of that company are pretty doggone cool. We're going to hear the history of Bullet Weights from... The man himself, Joe Crumrine, joins us on the show today. So, hey, grab yourself a hot cup of coffee and settle in that chair over there by the fire. You're in camp with us at Kinder Outdoors. From the Vineyards Campground and Cabins, Grapevine Lake, Texas. What a beautiful place to winter. And if you'd like to spend part of your winter here, you better get on the phone to these guys now because, hey, it's one of the most popular RV parks campsites in America. And they stay pretty doggone full. Even if you'd like to come here next summer, you need to give them a jingle today. Learn more about the Vineyards Campground and Cabins when you come see me at Kinder, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. You know, speaking of moose, it's worth mentioning that they spotted a moose the other day near Mora, New Mexico. Why is that a big deal? Well, it's the southernmost known sighting of a moose ever in New Mexico. Moose require a cool climate and wetland habitat next to rivers and streams. Colorado is much more suitable for moose. And that's probably where this young bull will end up. He'll probably migrate back to Colorado. Moose are protected in New Mexico. There is no hunting season. They're cool to look at. I know you're going to want to get a picture of him if you see him there around Mora, but be careful. Moose can be very dangerous. And even if he looks happy, don't try to pay. Hey, the Arkansas Youth Deer Hunt was a big success this year. Young hunters took more than 9,000 deer on this two-day hunt, according to Arkansas Game and Fish. Hunters aged 6 to 15 checked 9,153 deer November 5th and 6th for the annual Youth Deer Hunt. 
Major League Fishing, they're taking a little time off to go hunting right now, but they have announced their roster for 2023, the Bass Pro Tour. This will be the fifth season of the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. This roster includes two-time Angler of the Year, Jacob Wheeler, 2020 Angler of the Year, Jordan Lee, 2019 Angler of the Year, Edwin Evers, Red Crest 2 champion, Dustin Connell, two-time Angler of the Year runner-up, Ott Defoe, and the most decorated angler in the history of professional bass fishing, Kevin Van Dam. 22 states are represented, plus Japan. Alabama will have the most competitors with 16, followed by Tennessee with 8. Arkansas has 7. New to the Bass Pro Tour in 2023, Matt Becker, Josh Butler, Mitch Crane, John Hunter, Nick LeBrun, Spencer Sheffield, and Jacob Wall. The 2023 season will kick off February 13th on the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes, Kissimmee, Florida. Jason Suggs, he lives in Coldwater, Mississippi, but he wants to hunt turkeys in Florida. He wrote, hey, Billy, heard you talking about turkeys on the show and got me to thinking. I'm looking for an outfitter or guide for a spring 2023 Florida Osceola turkey hunt. Can you recommend someone? I wrote Jason back and said, hey, Jason, good place to start is the NWTF, the National Wild Turkey Federation. They know everybody. <laughs> in the turkey business. Hey, get the cranberry sauce and dressing ready. Love your dog, but you really need to do something about that over-barking, over-jumping, overzealous attitude of theirs. <laughs> Tearing up the carpet during a thunderstorm or the furniture when you leave for work. Calming care may just be the solution that you're looking for. Calming care from the trusted name Purina. They do this every year in Oregon, every winter in the Jewel Meadows Wildlife Area near Seaside. The Department of Fish and Wildlife send the feed wagons out to several sites to help feed those Roosevelt elk through the wintertime. It's an open-air wagon ride that can accommodate up to 15 folks, and they invite you to ride along with them. More info at kinderoutdoors.com. This is Jim Shockey. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about them with Kinder Outdoors. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the vineyards, campground, and cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. We smell like fish, and that's a good thing. The smelly elf is right. 
Hey, have you entered our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest at Kinder Outdoors yet? We'll announce a winner just in time for Santa's big ride. But now is the time to get your name in the creel for that big drawing. You and two guests at Cut the Curb Sea Five Nights and catching sailfish marlin in Mahi with the Curb Sea Sport Fishing Fleet in the Caribbean. Sure beats the North Pole. Enter now at KinderOutdoors.com. For the sportsman who likes an outdoor adventure story, Ken Kirkaby's novels are just what you've been looking for. In the tournament, three friends travel to the Bahamas for a blue marlin tournament and find the fish of a lifetime. Ben Steelman of the Star News says the tournament is a yarn Papa Hemingway and Robert Rourke would have savored. Read and enjoy Ken Kirkaby this fall, in camp, along the trail, or at home. The tournament, Red Stick 1 and Red Stick 2, all available at Amazon. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now, here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet, bid on an auction item, make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org Kinder Outdoors Bragging Board is open for business. Send a picture and a brief description. KinderOutdoors.com From the vineyards, campground, and cabins. Listen, if you are uh, up north, I hear from a lot of people in Michigan and Oregon, Washington, Colorado. If you're in one of our colder climates, you might want to think about coming down here and spending a little time during the winter months with us. I was out fishing day before yesterday. Our winter's not nearly as brutal as maybe what you're used to up north. So come on down. Let's go fishing at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas. 
Speaking of fishing, let's go to Costa Rica and go fishing. If you'll come see me at kinderoutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, you're going to find a place there uh, where you can throw your name in the hat and register for this trip for three. That's right. You get to take two guests with you. Uh, if we draw your name just in time for Christmas to uh, head for the Caribbean and go fishing with my friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. You'll enjoy Casa Carib Sea Oceanfront Lodging for five nights. You'll enjoy the Carib Sea fleet of inshore and offshore fishing experts and boats. And you're going to be fishing one of the most fertile billfish waters on planet Earth. Real simple. Go register at kinderoutdoors.com, fishing you a Merry Christmas, along with our good friends at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. If you fish freshwater, saltwater, bass, crappie, catfish, doesn't matter, you have heard of and probably own some bullet weights. Bullet Weight Company was on my route from Pierre, South Dakota, back to North Texas the other day. So, my buddy, crappie fishing and pheasant shooting friend, Mr. Crappie Wally Marshall and I made a stop to visit another friend, Joe Crumrine and his Bullet Weights Company. The roots of this company go back to Joe's grandfather and are a very important part of bass fishing history. Hey, Billy, thanks for coming out. You know what? This is uh, absolutely perfect because uh, inside the building here, inside Bullet Weight Headquarters, I can stock up on some of my favorite and most needed fishing products, step right out the front door, and it looks like I could shoot a pheasant in a cornfield. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's probably uh, some wildlife out there. If you went and looked for it, you could find some. (laughs) Hey, we couldn't uh, pass through here without stopping to talk to you uh, a little bit about this iconic name, Bullet Weights, uh, in our industry. And I was was talking earlier about how, you know, Coke is kind of, even though that's a brand name, uh, it's kind of the the generic term for, hey, I want a Coke, make it a Dr. Pepper, you know. Well, bullet weights, or bullet weights, worm weights, uh, bullet weights is kind of the iconic name for weights of all kind that fit in front of a bass jig or worm. Yeah, bullet weights is uh, what my grandfather came up with, and it is a registered mark that we have, but it has become the almost generic term for somebody fishing with a worm weight, they'll call it the bullet weight no matter what brand it's from <laughs> hand me one of those bullet weights i've got a re-rig up here uh let's talk about that a little bit this was your grandfather's idea the original bullet shaped weight came from your granddad yeah he was a fisherman in the 70s and when the uh, plastic lures first started coming out they were looking they're having trouble getting them through the weeds at times so he was trying to come up with something to help um pull it through the weeds and he came up with this idea to make a, a weight in the shape of a bullet that would fit right in front of that plastic worm. And uh, he worked on it and came up with a design and designed his own machine and started making them in his garage around 1970. Think about that. Came up with his own machine. Was he a machinist? He had a background in manufacturing, so he, he had um, experience working with uh, different machines, and he was able to use that to uh, create his own machine when... Um, he would talk to the experts, What he they told him it couldn't be done. What he thought he wanted to do, they said it's not possible, but he was able to figure out a way to 
to make it work, and that's what started our company. Yeah, I love the history of our outdoor products and how they came about out of a need. He was a bass fisherman. That's just so cool. And in your offices in Alba, Nebraska, the original machine from your grandfather's garage uh, that we're not going to show very many pictures of or, or anything like that because we don't want to give away any trade secrets, but genius, just pure genius. Yeah, he, he figured out a way uh, to do it when uh, everybody else or many people told him it couldn't be done, but he worked at it and put a lot of hours into it and figured out a way to make the machine uh, do exactly what he wanted it to do. I'm sure when those first hit the market, how, how did he distribute those? Do you know the story about how he gained mass distribution? I believe a lot of it was going to the fishing tournaments that he would go to, the bass tournaments, and he would uh, either give them away or sell them to other bass fishermen, and it just uh, grew from there. Well, that's as grassroots as it gets, down on the boat ramp at a bass tournament with your buddies, hey, try these. Yeah, and that's... Um, they said he just, I think word of mouth was the beginning of it, and then uh, slowly he got different retailers and uh, national companies heard about it and saw that it worked and um, just grew the company from there. Uh, you can you can see everything we're talking about uh, at kinderoutdoors.com, and that's K-I-N-D-E-R, and uh, we've got a link there to, uh, to Bullet Weight uh, and Bullet Weight Company. Take a look. They've got something that you use if you're a fisherman because now you guys take care of bass anglers, crappie anglers, walleye anglers, bottom bouncers. I'm sure anyone that uses a weight in fishing, you take care of. That's what we try to do. We try to have something for everybody. We have um, the bass weights we started with, and we uh, have saltwater weights now. We make um, still make weights out of lead. We make weights out of tin, tungsten, brass, uh, steel. I think our smallest weight is a... a B split shot, and it goes all the way up to 18-pound uh, downrigger weights. <laughs> yeah. And my buddy Wally Marshall lands somewhere in between. Uh, you guys got together a number of years ago, and that's been a really good marriage uh, because Wally likes to fish for them however he can catch them. You guys have helped him do that with uh, different products through the years. Yeah, it's been a very good partnership. Um, I think I first met Wally in the early 90s, and um, – always got along real well and then i would say mid 2000 or around probably 2005 2007 started talking with them about coming out with a line of crappie mr crappie weights and um we've grown the uh, product assortment from there yeah wally's sitting here with us now i know that joe through the years you and i talking joe and his company have been very important to you and your design of of uh, weights and how to better catch crappie we've came up with some great products especially our trolling rigs our double swivel weights and stuff like that. And now we got the Atta hooks, we got the slow troll, we got the double drop, we got all of these trolling rigs, and uh, especially the troll tech has been really popular uh, because it never gets hung up, man. I'm telling you, that's yeah. a great trolling rig. I like to use it in shallow water, especially around the rocks or timber, etc. You can get close to the timber with that kind of stuff. But the other rigs, you got to be in more open water. Bullet weights, man, you know, American-made. Our relationship has been great for many, many years, and I'm glad to be here. You guys do something very special, or I think it's very special, at your plant here in Nebraska. Uh, when you guys are pumping out those weights, and I mean it's tick, 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 continually weights coming off there, you're taking pure lead or something close to pure lead, uh, when it comes in the back door, and you're you're taking bullet weights out the front door, but wait, I don't see any smoke rising out of the ceiling. There's there's no melting process. How 
And I know it's all patented and you can't share secrets, but hats off. you got a very clean operation. That was uh, part of the process my grandfather came up with as he found out a way to, to make the bullet weights and the other weights without uh, actually melting the lead. So it's all, all done with pressure. So it's a yeah, very clean uh, process. Yeah, and your employees... I'm sure appreciate that. They're not having to sit back there with masks, and we walked through and took a look around without any uh, protective covering. We don't have to. It's clean, just like we're breathing outside. Yeah, no, the uh, air is good quality, same air as you're breathing outdoors. Joe, give us your Bullet Weights website in case folks want to go knock around. You can find us at uh, www.bulletweights.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bullet Weights. Yep. And again, learn more about Bullet Weights uh, when you come, come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Joe, what a pleasure to hang out with you today. I really appreciate this. Thank you, Billy. We enjoyed having you visit our plant today. Fortiflora works great as a GI upset preventative before that long holiday road trip. Fortiflora. Hi, I'm Craig Poshy with Bass Pro Boating Outlet Center. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it on Kinder Outdoors. It's time to block the calendar for the Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo 2023. Hi, I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason, and I am personally inviting you to this crown jewel of conservation. The DSC Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Hunts, guns, jewelry, clothing, and so much more. Please plan to join us and find more details at biggame.org. The True Life Taxidermy Studio in Granbury, Texas, has won Best Studio in the State of Texas time after time after time. Roy Holdridge and his True Life staff of artists take your memories to a higher level, a degree of professionalism and perfection that matches the memory of the hunt or that fishing trip. True Life can create and integrate lifelike landscape, multiple animals, fish, and fowl. International shipping and trophy care is turnkey when you turn it over to Roy Holdridge and True Life in Granbury, Texas. My home is a testament to the impeccable work of True Life Taxidermy. The ducks, pheasant, deer, and fish are realistic and they last. A special deer in memory on my wall dates back nearly 30 years and still looks fresh and new. Preserve that special memory this year with True Life Taxidermy. Visit the 1,800-square-foot trophy room and see Roy's talent on display. True Life Taxidermy is online at truelifetaxidermy.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. 
Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Tech rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. Somewhere over this horizon sit a million little dictators, eager to purge humanity of its hunting instincts. Contrived emotions flood from their air-conditioned, glass-paneled, Wi-Fi-enabled habitats over the mountains and out into the wild from which they hate to admit they emerged. Their foolish quest to force nature to fit their feelings threatens the survival of every living thing on our planet. If their fevered tantrums are ever imposed, the earth will be ruled by the deadliest combination in the natural world, human ignorance and human arrogance. Travel another path the truest path, nature's path. Trust the hunter in your blood. salty coastline breeze in Florida to the crashing shores of the great northwest and all prairies, woods, and waters in between, Kinder Outdoors is there. And here on the shores of beautiful Grapevine Lake at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins, our home away from home, our base camp for Kinder Outdoors this winter. I know that quail numbers in West Texas and South Texas again this year are disappointing. We did have a late hatch, uh, but Still don't know what that's going to turn out to be. Here's a sure bet. Joshua Creek Ranch, Bernie, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. The best bird hunting in Texas year in and year out. Hard flying birds, a kennel of about 100 bird dogs or so. And yes, your dogs are welcome. Not to mention five-star lodging and dining. Joshua Creek Ranch. Learn more about them when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. A couple of years ago, it was 2019, I uh, had a phone conversation with a fellow in North Dakota named Rick Ellingson. Now, when you draw a moose tag in North Dakota, it's a one-time deal. It's one and done. Whether you harvest a moose or not, 
you got drawn, you got that license, and you'll never be eligible for another in your lifetime. Well, it worked out pretty good for Rick. Let's go moose hunting in North Dakota along the Missouri River. Rick, good to have you on the show. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, hey, what's your weather like in North Dakota uh, today? Uh, it's in the 30s. Pretty nice day out, actually. Yeah, that's a warm, balmy day for you guys this time of, this, this time of year. <laughs> uh, you never know what a day will bring. Uh, you you went out and shot just a a mammoth moose, took this moose with your bow uh, a few days back, and uh, it turns out it's the new state record. And uh, first thing I have to say to you is congratulations. That's got to be pretty thrilling. It is. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I just got off the phone with Pope and Young, actually, and uh, I was going to order a plaque. And they said it's actually the number one in the United States at number 49 in the world. Oh, my word. Oh, no kidding. Double congratulations, man. That's huge. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We've got a picture of uh, Rick and his new Pope and Young, number one in the U.S., uh, moose. What species of moose uh, was this? It's a Canadian moose. Uh Uh-huh. And I guess you've been hunting moose all your life for a long time? No, uh, North Dakota, you only. You can only get a once-in-a-lifetime tag. Really? I've been hunting other other big game for the past 20 to 30 years now. So how many times have you been moose hunting before this? Uh, never. Never? <laughs> I've, asked, I've helped other guys out. My uncle got a tag here five, six years ago, and I helped him get one. That was about it. Wow. This story just keeps getting better all the time, Rick. It's awesome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the day that you took your, your moose, you weren't even planning to hunt, were you? It was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment deal? Well, I was headed out. We had been uh, spot uh, watching two other pretty good moose, and I was going to put a stand up in that spot, but our river bottom had been flooded, and it was just so muddy I couldn't get it in there by myself, so I was just going to wait for my buddy to come down. He was going to help me get it in there. This one was just standing on the bank when I was headed back up river, and uh, he turned and headed for the headed for the hills, and I knew of a back channel that I could go about a quarter mile away. And uh, I ran up that with my boat, beached the boat, and jumped out, and I could see him just coming through the willows. He had no clue I was even there. And he got about, I suppose, it was 10 yards inside the willows. And it gave me about a 25-yard shot through a like a basketball-sized hole in the willows. And I was able to get one into his chest and got along that way. Wow. Wow, what a, what a hunt. You know, it, it, we're talking to another guy on the show uh, today. Uh, he shot the new state record, uh, West Virginia, whitetail with his bow, big, beautiful 17-point buck. And he had hunted that, that that particular deer for six years. And sometimes it happens just the opposite. You know, it happens in yeah. one morning and just worked out worked out absolutely perfect. Tell folks the uh, the measurements, and I know there's a drying period, and we're waiting for that, but... Uh, the measurements of this new number one North America Pope and Young moose. It was a uh, 53 and two in, two eighths wide, and it ended up scoring uh, 190 and six eighths. Wow, what an incredible animal! Uh, and when you do something like this, when you achieve something like this, it, it's really good to have a few buddies to to help because that's a chore. Oh boy, I couldn't have did it without them. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did how many guys came out to help, and and how long did it take you? We had eight guys. Um, the moose actually went into some flooded back backwater and died, and, and uh, we were able to get to him with jet skis. 
And, uh, yeah, we pulled them out to the main river with the jet skis and got them up on the sandbar. Yeah, took a bunch of pictures there and then tied them to a boat, and we were able to pull them back to the boat dock. About six miles took us five, six, seven hours total. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good day's work yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was, it was quite the chore. Incredible animal, and uh, like I said earlier, we've got the the picture of Rick and uh, and his moose uh, at uh, bbkoradio.com. You guys were aware of uh, of a couple of other uh, pretty healthy moose that were running around up there, and that was kind of what was in your mind uh, when you went yeah. out. You guys didn't have any idea that this guy existed, or had there been stories? You know, you got a big guy, you got the the top moose in North America walking around. That's hard to keep a secret sometimes. Had, had there been stories? You know, I I don't think I ever seen him, but we were watching these other ones from about one and a half miles away from a vantage point uh, where we could see the whole river bottom. And uh, I just couldn't tell how big they were. I knew they were good ones. I just don't don't know if it was if he was one of them or not. And I don't think so. Yeah, my goodness. Well, I tell you, a once in a lifetime license in North Dakota to hunt uh, moose. So you're done. You you. Yeah. Uh, cannot draw again, right? No, I can get an elk tag or a bighorn sheep once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, and boy, if you're going to draw a once in a lifetime tag, there's there's nothing more you can do with it. You you fully fulfilled that tag uh, with the absolute best moose walking around in North America. And uh, again, Rick, congratulations! What a great story. Yeah, thanks. Give us a good uh, moose recipe. You're going to learn how to cook moose now. Well, I got this thing processed already, and I had a uh, it was 480 pounds of meat, and I got more sausage and steaks and hamburger, and, and you can it's going to feed us for a long time. Well, I, I know uh, seven or eight buddies that need to be invited over for a for a good cookout. Yeah, come on up. <laughs> I'm talking about those guys that helped you get that behemoth oh, up yeah. out of that river bottom. They've had plenty. Yeah. Hey, Rick, congratulations and thanks for sharing your story with us. Not a problem. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, Contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at KinderOutdoors.com. Got an email from Bill Hansa the other day. He says, hey, Billy, for many years I have added stickers to my deer feeder. Not sure how all that got started, but I just keep it going for fun. Anyway, just want you to know that Kinder Outdoors is now fully represented. (laughs) Hey, I'm very proud of that, Bill. And thanks for the photo. Looking good. 
We're going to move our moose hunt from North Dakota above the Canadian border and to the west, north of British Columbia to the Yukon, with Dallas Safari Club Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason when we come back from the coffee pot. I'm Trapper Joe. When I'm not wrestling alligators, I'm thinking about them with Kenda Outdoors. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, sea mounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. You know, this is a fast-changing world. As a matter of fact, you may not recognize your little universe as compared to just two years ago. But there are some bedrock stepping stones that'll take you through tough times. If you want to catch the girl, be nice. If you want to catch the ball, use both hands. And if you want to catch the fish, Minus. start early. About 6.45. And stick with what's dependable like Chevy trucks. At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we work hard every day to be dependable in delivering you and your precious cargo to the fishing hole, whether that's across the county or the country, and back again. At Classic Chevrolet, we can't make love grow, <laughs> but we can be dependable in making sure that you're there when it does. Have you ever hugged or kissed a fish before? Yep. <laughs> ClassicChevrolet.com When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast coast and border-to-border border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. 
If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Kinder Outdoors from Grapevine Lake, Texas, at the vineyards, campground, and cabins, a million miles from everything but smack dab in the middle of it all. (laughs) Right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'd never know it couple of blocks from downtown Grapevine, the Christmas capital of the world. You ought to come see us sometime. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch, where they now sell memberships, individual, family, and corporate memberships, making it easier for you to visit the ranch more often. Check into these memberships when you learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch at kinderoutdoors.com. Had a good visit with my good friend, Corey Mason, the other day. He is the chief executive officer of the Dallas Safari Club. Just got back from a great moose hunt. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, moose hunting. You're a moose hunting expert now, you know. (laughs) Well, I've been one time, and I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) One time and with great success. You just recently got back from Canada. Where'd you go? I did. So I uh, went right on the Yukon-British Columbia border. Way up there. uh, Way up north. A spectacular trip was there in September. Throughout the 10 days of hunting, we had uh, a lot of foliage change. We saw the yellows to oranges. It was pretty incredible. Oh, wow. Because that can be one of the most beautiful places on earth. It was unbelievable. And we had uh, snow many days, sleet, wow. ice, rain. We had just about every season over that period of time. Yeah. Uh, who were you hunting with? I know this is a trip that you actually purchased through DSC Convention and Expo. I did. I bought it at the DSC Convention. I was hunting with Cotty. They're one of the DSC exhibitor partners yeah. there. And I looked at a bunch, and uh, my... Sort of my feel for them was one that would work really well. Spending 10 days in the remote mountains with somebody, you certainly want to make sure you can get along with them. Yep, that's very, very important. And and that's a piece we can do another time is outfitters Mm. and how to pre-plan and and, uh, think that through before you book your trip because it's really important. You bet. uh, Who you're hunting with, spending time with. Tell me about your moose. First of all, people can go see it at kinderoutdoors.com on the bragging board, but tell us about your moose. Yeah, so uh, we flew in. Uh, I had 10 full days of hunting. The first day, we were uh, it was a horseback and then a pack hunt, so we used the horses to move up and down through the valleys, cross the rivers and all that, and thank goodness for the, the horses. They were amazing to get us in and out. We were on a horse probably three or four hours a day, oh, yeah. uh, moving up and down the valleys. We'd get to a uh, sort of a location and then climb up and pack, get some high ground and then glass for hours and hours and hours, half a day sometimes. Wow. And then we'd move. And so we went the first four days and saw one cow and one small bull for four days. Huh. Uh, but in that period of time, we had it all the while seen stone sheep, mountain goats, oh, multiple grizzly bear, mountain caribou. It was really game-rich country. Wow. Uh, that, so you're seeing lots of wildlife. You've yep. only seen two moose. we only seen two moose, In yeah. four days. Were you starting to kind of get a little itchy? You know, the good thing about it is I've had the opportunity to hunt a lot, and so 
you know, my goal wasn't to go up there and come home with a moose. That was a bonus, and I can honestly and truly say that. I obviously wanted a moose. That's why yeah. I went, but the the adventure and the experience was really what I was after, you know, to experience the wildest of the wild on the back of a horse, uh, and, and I got to live that. It was yeah. incredible. Um, and at the end of day four, um, the guy said, hey, we're going to move. We're going to break camp and go to another camp. Hmm. And uh, so day five, much of it was packing packing all the panniers up on the horses, and that was half a day to yeah. move. And then that evening we got in just in time. As you know, there's a there's a lake in the bottom of every valley. Every every hill. And yeah. so we uh, we spent probably two to three hours that, that afternoon, a little before dark. We didn't have time to go up on the mountain, load the horses and all that, and uh, did some fishing. Yeah, and nice. uh, and they had some little ultralight rigs there, and I ended up catching about a ten pound a lake trout. Sweet on little bitty tiny ultralight gear. Isn't and, that fun? Oh, it was incredible. Like a pig on a rope. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, but then uh, the next day went way up top. Actually went past some stone sheep. Got up on top. We're glassing mountain caribou behind us, and uh, we saw uh, a really nice old bull, probably over a mile away glassing down at a, wow. a basin. And uh, and he had two cows with him, and it was rut time of the year. Huh. And he was far enough that the guy said, hey, we're going to watch him for a little while, see what he does. We may go down there this afternoon. depends on which way he goes. Because if he went left versus right, that can mean another two or three hours horse ride. Because yeah. you had to come back off the mountain, around the edge, back up the valley kind of a thing. And uh, and then we're glassing. It's probably another hour later, and I'm glassing up the valley. And I see a bull moose, and I tell the guy, and he gets his spot and scope set up on it, and he's like, wait, that's the same moose that I saw earlier. No so, kidding. So he swings the spotting scope back over to where we saw the bull originally with the two cows, and he said, that's why I left. And an extremely large moose was over there oh my. with the cows and had kicked the other bull off. Wow. So he looked at me, and without him hardly missing a beat, he said, load your stuff, we're out. So yeah. load the backpack up real quick. Yep. We literally run to the horses, get on the horses. It's probably two to two and a half hours to get back over to that area. We get over there in the patch of trees we thought they were in. Couldn't find. I, I'm them. thinking that's a pretty anxious horseback ride it is. because you're wondering, man, he's leaving. He's not going to be there. It's so far, you know. You're yeah. thinking, what are the chances we're actually going to find this moose again in this giant, giant country? Right. You know. And we get over there, and he's not there. Ah. Uh. And so he says, "Well, you know, about half a mile up here, there's a knob. We're going to get up on that knob and spend the rest of the day." So we got up on that knob, and we spent hours and hours and hours. About an hour before dark, we're glassing. And boom, we both find him just about the same time. Mm. And he's in the trees. Uh, we could see the cows. So we side hill and get about 400 yards from where he could come out into the open because it's so thick in the willows and all yeah. those, you can't get through that stuff. Yeah. And uh, about 10 minutes later, he walks out into the open enough to give me a shot. Thank you, Lord. And uh, exactly. We're, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting on my rear on the side of the hill with my shooting sticks on the front and put one right in him, and he uh, takes about two steps and falls over. Wow. Uh, let's talk about the shot for a minute, because yeah. that's a once-in-a-lifetime shot. You may never, that's right. ever get that opportunity again. You can't allow that to go through your mind. You've got yep. to just focus like you're hunting a white-tailed deer in West Texas. Yeah, it had been six days of hard hunting, hard climbing, hard riding, you know, and I realized that this was probably my chance to to take a bull moose yeah. and this one happened to be a very special bull moose from he was an extremely large moose on top of that yeah and um but i felt really good i practiced a lot yep it was very proficient with my equipment i knew it i trusted it um and uh and had my shooting sticks built a frame for my pack my my off my elbow i had my pack holding yep. it and all that i was built my house if you will as they yeah. say at ftw shooting school yep 
I was ready, and, and uh, when he came sideways, I had walked through the scenario. In fact, I had snapped a couple, you know, just working the trigger and yeah. before I loaded the rifle and, and then uh, was ready. He gave me the shot, and I put it, put it right in. And, and uh, again, he took about one and a half, two steps kind of down the hill and hit the ground. And so there it was. A really quick, clean kill. What would you shoot him with, and what do you recommend guys take with him minimum? Yeah, so I shot him with a 300 Win Mag, yep. uh, and that's what the outfitter recommended okay. uh, because – Shooting a heavy for caliber bullet, shooting a 200 grain bullet. Yeah. I like the Hornady ELDX. It performs really well at all velocities. Yeah. And uh, and so I, I shot him with that. Uh, and the reason that that I like that particular caliber as well as the outfitter recommended is because it has the ability to make a 400 yard shot. Uh, but you can also shoot uh, a big enough bullet that you can you can do some good with it. You yeah. Know? Hey, yeah. before we wrap it up, if guys are thinking about a moose hunt, you're a long way from home. Uh, you better make some good critical decisions along the way in your planning. What are a few imp- important things that people should think about before a, a big trip like that? Yeah, you know, it all starts with the right outfitter and the communications around that. Uh, but having equipment that's tested, you know, uh, and by that I mean I, I took a, a Ruger rifle up there, but I've shot that ra- that rifle hundreds if not thousands of times. Yeah. I, was, I was very proficient with the rifle and ready. But things like good boots that I had worn on, I had worn them for I don't know, lots and lots and lots of miles. They were broken in. Yeah. Good equipment. Uh, know your stuff. Don't buy something new to take it up there. Wear it out before you take it kind of a thing, you know. Right. And be That's a great point. Wear it out before you take it. Be mentally ready, you know, because it was a very mentally challenging hunt to go four or five days and really not see what you're looking for at all. I'm not saying not even a shootable one, but yeah, you have to go and know when you're there for the experience. And if you get an animal, that's really a bonus. Yeah, it truly is. Hey, great moose, score. Thank you. I appreciate it. This corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch. Five-star luxury upland bird hunting in the Texas Hill Country. There's a lot more to know about Joshua Creek Ranch. Just come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Hi, this is Kurt Bush, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Smells like fish in here, and we're proud of it. Welcome to camp at Kinder Outdoors. From the beautiful vineyards campground and cabins on the shoreline of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Purina Pro Plan brings us to this corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors for your hard-working bird dog, 30% protein, 20% fat. Pro Plan Performance Formula in the purple sport bag. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. I know right now you waterfowlers are busy with your retrievers and you upland guys are traveling with your bird dogs, your pointers. And when the season ends, it's a sad day when we have to retire them to the kennel for the summer. Don't do that. One of our pros here at Kinder Outdoors is professional dog trainer Tom Dockin from his Oak Ridge Kennels in Northfield, Minnesota. And a few years ago, he discovered the fun of shed hunting with his retrievers. That's right, hunting shed antlers. Boy, it was. You know, I I always tell people when that happened for the first time, I felt like I was my first day of dog training, the excitement of seeing my dog bring a dummy back for the first time. I I was like a little kid again, and and, and the thing is, it was so new, it was so different, and 
it just shows you how versatile these dogs can be, the things that they can do. I mean, I'm, we're not doing anything that is extraordinary as far as these canines. As, you know, you see them over in war and things that they can do. But the versatility and the fun that it brings you, and it brought us a new sport. I always shed hunted. Right. But now taking the dog with, it just added the whole whole nine yards to it. Yeah, and it extends your time with your dog after duck season, after waterfowl season, after pheasant or quail season. A lot of guys put the dog up, and he doesn't get out a whole lot until next fall. But this gives you an activity you can involve your dog in through the springtime months and on into the summer before it gets too hot. Yeah, and we normally, you know, it, it really, hunting season was over. And now, uh, right now, we're, we're doing this. And we've been training for about a month and a half now, getting ready for our shed season in Minnesota. So we have six weeks of shed hunting so we're hunting and and once you get the dog out there and he understands that you're hunting for sheds it's still hunting and you know we love to hunt we're always looking for more excuses to hunt absolutely what's the best day of shed hunting you've ever had i had a 10 day a 10 uh, a 10 shed day one day and we just hit one of those honey holes and if you're a fisherman it's like we were on the x and we found an area where these deer were wintering, uh, and we couldn't do anything wrong. So that was kind of a highlight, and it's one of those that you're going to just remember forever. Right, yeah. If guys want to learn more about shed hunting, and, and, and you can absolutely take your retriever, your upland dog, and pretty easily teach them to hunt sheds, can't you? Well, you can. I mean, if you figure if a guy's already hunting upland birds, the dog knows to hunt. All we're doing is just teaching them to hunt something different. But... Keep in mind, and I, I want to simplify this enough, if I said, hey, do you use a training dummy when you're training your hunting dog? Most people say, well, yeah. I want people to think of that shed as just treat it like it's one of your training dummies. And, and if you think of it, I'm going to start teaching my dog to find this antler or pick it up. They go, okay, if it's just like my training dummy, I said, could you go hide that? out in the backyard and he'd find it. Most people go, well, yeah, I can do that. It, it's the same thing. We're just getting them used to a different scent, right. and, and it's just a new game. All right, there have to be some products that help us, some training aids. What are some of those things? Well, one of the first things that we seen that we were going to need is we were going to need a scent. And, you know, it's been no, uh, no mystery to people who already train their hunting dogs. You know, sending your dummies, doing those things has always been around. But these antlers... You know, really, if, if people are going to use a scent for antlers, most of that scent's going to come off the base where it falls off the deer's head. And that's where the majority of the scent's going to come from, and it's actually a waxy kind of uh, uh, material. We've created a scent that mimics that smell. So we needed, we needed that to begin with. And not only when you shed hunt do you want your dog using his nose to find him, but they're going to be laying out there in a lot of cases where the dog's working well away from you where he's visually going to have to be looking for him. So we created some silhouettes that actually are, are white silhouettes. They're bigger than a normal antler would be. To, and then we always put those out there on a stake when we're first training to get the dog looking for something that doesn't look like it should be there. Yeah. You know, that white object, and then we'll put our uh, antler right by it. Yeah. So we want the dogs to hunt visually, and then we want them to hunt with their nose. So those are two products we have out, and obviously you need to know how to do it too. So we, we produced a book on how to, how to introduce your dog to it and the necessary training that it takes to get your dog to be proficient. But um, just like any other dog training we do in the, in the sporting dog world, there are some tools that you have to have, and we just try to get things that make it simpler for people to learn how. All right, and uh, I know there's a website that we can go to to learn more and uh, all kinds of stuff on the site. Yeah, I, I, I do like the website. It's called ShedDogTrainer.com, and it'll have products. It's going to have events that are coming coming up. It's going to have a trophy room, and, and I love the trophy room because 
you can send your pictures in of your dog with the antlers that you found, and it's kind of a bragging board. But I love going there, and I want to see, okay, who sent pictures in? And it's going to keep you up to date on all the training techniques, seminars, world championships up in Minnesota. It'll show you how to qualify, and then this coming year, uh, you're actually going to be able to go and run events where you can actually earn a title on your dog, a junior shed hunting title, master shed hunting title. So those are all things that are going to be taking place. Obviously, it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and, and it's uh, the dawn of a new uh, new frontier with our dogs. Give us the website one more time. Sheddogtrainer.com. Learn more about Tom Dockin and his shed dog training at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, by the way, if you were to visit Tom's Kennel there in Northfield, Minnesota, you'd see that he feeds his client dogs and his personal working dogs, hunting dogs, Purina Pro Plan Performance Formula in the Purple Sport Bag. So do 89% of the field trial champions across North America. You'll find the Pro Plan Sport label at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. We smell like fish, and that's a good thing. The smelly elf is right. Hey, have you entered our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest at Kinder Outdoors yet? We'll announce a winner just in time for Santa's big ride. But now is the time to get your name in the creel for that big drawing. You and two guests at Cut the Cab Sea Five Nights and catching sailfish marlin in Mahi with the Cab Sea Sport Fishing Fleet in the Caribbean. Sure beats the North Pole. Enter now at KinderOutdoors.com. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees. 
and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. Coming to you from our home away from home, our base camp is the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on Grapevine Lake, Texas. Hey, listen, Purina Pro Plan, I'm always talking about how great it is for your hunting dog, but there's a Pro Plan formula for every dog, including dogs with special needs like an itchy coat or an intolerance to grain. Maybe they're older and could benefit from added glucosamine in their diet. Yes, there's a Pro Plan formula for that dog, too. Find all the different Purina Pro Plan formulas at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. On my way home from our absolutely fabulous pheasant hunt in South Dakota, which you heard about on the show last week, we couldn't help but stop to see a friend along the way, and that's Joe Crumrine. His bullet weights company in Alda, Nebraska, just outside of Grand Island, is one of the great stories from the outdoor industry. You know that bullet-shaped weight that sits in front of your worm hook, you bass fisherman? Joe Crumrine's granddad came up with that. He was about, well, hey, why don't we just get the story from Joe himself? Joe Crumrine from Bullet Weights Company. Hey, Joe, it's good to see you, buddy. Hey, Billy, thanks for coming out. You know what? This is uh, absolutely perfect because uh, inside the building here, inside Bullet Weight Headquarters, I can stock up on some of my favorite and most needed fishing products, step right out the front door, and it looks like I could shoot a pheasant in a cornfield. That's pretty good. Yeah, there's probably uh, some wildlife out there. If you went and looked for it, you could find some. <laughs> hey, I, we couldn't uh, pass through here without stopping to talk to you uh, a little bit about this iconic name, Bullet Weights, uh, in our industry. And I was I was talking earlier about how, you know, Coke is kind of, even though that's a brand name, uh, it's kind of the the generic term for, hey, I want a Coke, make it a Dr. Pepper, you know. Well, bullet weights, are bullet weights worm weights 
uh, bullet weights is kind of the iconic name for weights of all kind that fit in front of a bass jig or worm. Yeah, bullet weights is uh, what my grandfather came up with, and it is a registered mark that we have, but it has become the almost generic term for somebody fishing with a worm weight. They'll call it the bullet weight no matter what brand it's from. <laughs> Hand me one of those bullet weights. I've got a re-rig up here. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. This was your grandfather's idea. The original bullet-shaped weight came from your granddad. Yeah, he was a fisherman in the 70s, and when the uh, plastic lures first started coming out, they were looking, they're having trouble getting them through the weeds at times, so he was trying to come up with something to help um, pull it through the weeds, and he came up with this idea to make a, a weight in the shape of a bullet that would fit right in front of that plastic worm, and uh, he worked on it and came up with a design and designed his own machine and started making them in his garage around 1970. Think about that. Came up with his own machine. Was he a machinist? He had a background in manufacturing, so he, he had um, experience working with uh, different machines, and he was able to use that to uh, create his own machine when um, he would talk to the experts. what he They told him it couldn't be done, what he thought he wanted to do. They said it's not possible, but he was able to figure out a way to, to make it work, and that's what started our company. Yeah, I love the history of our outdoor products and how they came about out of a need. He was a bass fisherman. That's just so cool. And in your offices in Alba, Nebraska, the original machine from your grandfather's garage uh, that we're not going to show very many pictures of or, or anything like that because we don't want to give away any trade secrets, but genius, just pure genius. Yeah, he, he figured out a way uh, to do it when uh, everybody else or many people told him it couldn't be done, but... He worked at it and put a lot of hours into it and figured out a way to make the machine uh, do exactly what he wanted it to do. I'm sure when those first hit the market, how, how did he distribute those? Do you know the story about how he gained mass distribution? I believe a lot of it was going to the fishing tournaments that he would go to, the bass tournaments, and he would uh, either give them away or sell them to other bass fishermen, and it just uh, grew from there. Well, that's as grassroots as it gets, down on the boat ramp at a bass tournament with your buddies, hey, try these. Yeah, and that's, um, so he just, I think word of mouth was the beginning of it, and then uh, slowly he got different retailers and uh, national companies heard about it and saw that it worked and um, just grew the company from there. Uh, you can you can see everything we're talking about uh, at kinderoutdoors.com, and that's K-I-N-D-E-R, and uh, we've got a link there to, uh, to Bullet Weights. Uh, and Bullet Weight Company. Take a look. They've got something that you use if you're a fisherman because now you guys take care of bass anglers, crappie anglers, walleye anglers, bottom bouncers. I'm sure anyone that uses a weight in fishing, you take care of. That's what we try to do. We try to have something for everybody. We have um, the bass weights we started with, and we uh, have saltwater weights now. We make um, still make weights out of lead. We make weights out of tin, tungsten, brass, uh, steel. I think our smallest weight is a, a B split shot, and it goes all the way up to uh, 18-pound downrigger weights. <laughs> and my buddy Wally Marshall lands somewhere in between. Uh, you guys got together a number of years ago, and that's been a really good marriage uh, because Wally likes to fish for them however he can catch them. You guys have helped him do that with uh, different products through the years. Yeah, it's been a very good partnership. Um, I think I first met Wally in the early 90s and um, always got along real well and then I would say mid 2000 or around probably 2005 2007 started talking with them about coming out with a line of crappie Mr. Crappie weights and um, we've grown the uh, 
product assortment from there. Yeah. Wally's sitting here with us now. I know that Joe, through the years you and I talking, Joe and his company have been very important to you and your design of, of uh, weights and how to better catch crappie. We've came up with some great products, especially our trolling rigs, our double swivel weights and stuff like that. And now we got the Atta hooks, we got the slow troll, we got the double drop, we got all of these trolling rigs, and uh, especially the troll tech has been really popular uh, because it never gets hung up, man. I'm telling you, that's yeah. a great trolling rig. I like to use it in shallow water, especially around the rocks or timber, etc. You can get close to the timber with that kind of stuff. But the other rigs, you got to be in more open water. Bullet weights, man, you know, American-made. Our relationship has been great for many, many years, and I'm glad to be here. You guys do something very special, or I think it's very special, at your plant here in Nebraska. Uh, when you guys are pumping out those weights, and I mean it's tick, 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 continually weights coming off there, you're taking pure lead or something close to pure lead, uh, when it comes in the back door, and you're you're taking bullet weights out the front door, but wait, I don't see any smoke rising out of the ceiling. There's there's no melting process. How? And I know it's all patented, and you can't share secrets. But hats off, you got a very clean operation. That was uh, part of the process my grandfather came up with, as he found out a way to to make the bullet weights and the other weights without uh, actually melting the lead so it's all all done with pressure so it's a yeah, very, very clean uh, process yeah and your employees i'm sure appreciate that they're not having to sit back there with masks and we walked through and took a look around without any uh, protective covering we don't have to it's clean just like we're breathing outside yeah no the uh, air is good quality same air as you're breathing outdoors joe give us your bullet weights website in case folks want to go knock around a little you can find us at uh, www.bulletweights.com, and you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bullet Weights. Yep. And again, learn more about Bullet Weights uh, when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. Joe, what a pleasure to hang out with you today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Billy. We enjoyed having you visit our plant today. Joe Crumrine, owner-operator, Bullet Weights, Alda, Nebraska. I need to say hi to some folks before we go to the break, like Kevin Tronsdahl in Seattle, Washington. Thanks for listening, Kevin. Devin Patterson catches the show in McGregor, Texas, not far out of Waco. Bruce Prassel, Wasica, Minnesota. Tucker Hewitt is in Auburn, Washington. Doug Miller in Portage, Michigan. We heard from Rick Feltner in Kettering, Ohio. And in Cedar Edge, Colorado, Gene Luce. Thanks for the note. Hey, drop by the website, kinderoutdoors.com, and let us know where and how you hear the show each week. We'd sure appreciate it. Let's make a little run to the coffee pot, and when we come back, we're going to hear about a giant moose that came out of North Dakota, and it's a great story, too. It happened a couple of years ago, back in 2019. Hey, everybody, it's Dominic Zamito with Two Rivers Fly Shop in North Fork, Arkansas. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Billy, are you sinking? It looks like you've got a heck of a hole in your waders there. Whether I'm still hunting January whitetails in wintry West Texas, November pheasants in snowy South Dakota, crappie through the Minnesota ice, or big brown trout in the cold waters of the Ozarks in the fall. I know that I'm going to be warm and comfortable enough to go all day long. It starts with foundational protection from the frigid extremes. 
My basics and essentials are Buffalo Wool Company socks, gloves, and neck gaiter. Here's Ron Miskin with Buffalo Wool. Well, I was really surprised when I got pictures back. He sent, went and did a 330-mile snowmobile trek up in Alaska, negative 30, Jason Muscox. He said second day he quit wearing his choppers, just wearing our gloves and hat. The buffalo fiber you make your products from, actually warmer than wool. Oh, yeah, much warmer than wool, a lot more durable. These are meant to be used and used hard. Learn the secret of the buffalo, thebuffalowoolco.com. The BuffaloWoolCo.com. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo makes possible important work for wildlife and wild places all over the globe. Your ticket to the DSC Convention will ensure that future generations understand and enjoy the outdoors and that you will continue to enjoy hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting. I'm Corey Mason with DSC, inviting you to Dallas January 5th through the 8th. Details are at biggame.org. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. You know, as bird hunters and bird dog owners, we've seen our wild bird hunting opportunities dwindle in recent years. And if you, like me, don't want to kennel your bird dog in the spring just to let him hibernate till fall, then you should take a long look at the world's largest field trial organization, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association, or NASTRA. This was the very idea of NASTRA's founding fathers back in the 1960s. They wanted to extend time in the field with the dogs that they loved. And it must have been a pretty good idea, because over the years, many thousands of men, women, teens, and families have enjoyed participating in NASTRA field trials. All pointing breeds are welcome, and there's no need to be intimidated. NASTRA sponsors over 1,000 field trials across the U.S. and Canada each year. It's at these trials where your dog can earn his NASTRA championship, qualify for entry into your regional championship, and NASTRA's five national championships. Take a look at our website, nstra.org, and consider visiting a local trial. We look forward to meeting you. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. 
to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Glad you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. At the Vineyards Campground in Kevin's, Grapevine Lake, Texas. You know, I was down at the Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country back in June. I was there axis deer hunting. Now, axis deer are my favorite animal to hunt for several reasons. They're a challenging hunt. They're never alone. There's going to be typically a lot of eyes watching. You've got to be pretty stealthy. But listen, they make a beautiful trophy and a delicious meal. No gamey taste whatsoever. They are fabulous on the table. I looked at several hundred over about half a week and then focused on an older buck, and he's now in my freezer. I know the bird hunting is five-star and world-class at Joshua Creek Ranch, but don't overlook the axis deer hunting. And listen, you can hunt axis deer 365 days a year. There is no set season in Texas. Learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. Rick Ellingson was my guest on this show back in 2019 after he killed a monster moose with a fairy tale story along the Missouri River, North Dakota. <laughs> Rick, good to have you on the show. Thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Yep, no problem. Um, hey, what's your weather like in North Dakota uh, today? Uh, it's in the 30s. Pretty nice day out, actually. Yeah, that's a warm, balmy day for you guys this time of, it, this it time of year. <laughs> uh, you never know what a day will bring. Uh, you you went out and shot just a, a mammoth moose, took this moose with your bow uh, a few days back. And uh, it turns out it's the new state record. And uh, first thing I have to say to you is congratulations. That's got to be pretty thrilling. It is. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I just got off the phone with Pope and Young, actually, and uh, I was going to order a plaque. And they said it's actually the number one in the United States, at number 49 in the world. Oh, That's my cool. word. Oh, no kidding. Double congratulations, yeah. man. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got a picture of uh, Rick and his new Pope and Young, you, number one in the U.S. Uh, moose. What species of moose uh, was this? It's a Canadian moose. Uh-huh. And I guess you've been hunting moose all your life for a long time? No, uh, North Dakota, you, only, you can only get a once-in-a-lifetime tag. Really? I've been hunting other, other big game for the past 20 to 30 years. Yeah. So how many times have you been moose hunting before this? Uh, never. Never? <laughs> I've, asked, I've helped other guys out. My uncle got a tag here five, six years ago, and I helped him get one. That was about it. Wow. This story just keeps getting better all the time, Rick. It's awesome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the day that you took your, your moose, 
you weren't even planning to hunt, were you? It was just kind of a spur of the moment deal. Well, I was headed out. We had been uh, spot uh, watching two other pretty good moose, and I was going to put a stand up in that spot, but our river bottom had been flooded, and it was just so muddy I couldn't get it in there by myself. So I was just going to wait for my buddy to come down. He was going to help me get it in there. This one was just standing on the bank when I was headed back up river, and uh, he turned and headed for the headed for the hills, and I knew of a back channel that I could go about a quarter mile away. And uh, I ran up that with my boat, beached the boat, and jumped out, and I could see him just coming through the willows. He had no clue I was even there. And he got about, I suppose, it was 10 yards inside the willows. And it gave me about a 25-yard shot through a like a basketball-sized hole in the willows. And I was able to get one into his chest and got along that way. Wow. Wow. What, yeah. a, what a hunt. You know, it, it, we're talking to another guy on the show uh, today. Uh, he shot the new state record, uh, West Virginia, whitetail with his bow, big, beautiful 17-point buck. And he had hunted that uh, that particular deer for six years. And sometimes it happens just the opposite. You know, it happens in yeah. one morning and just worked out worked out absolutely perfect. Tell folks the, uh, the measurements, and I know there's a drying period, and we're waiting for that, but uh, the measurements of this new number one North America Pope and Young moose. It was a uh, 53 and two in, two eighths wide, and it ended up scoring uh, 190 and six eighths. Wow, what an incredible animal! Uh, and when you do something like this, when you achieve something like this, it, it's really good to have a few buddies to to help because that's a chore. Oh boy, I couldn't have did it without them. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did how many guys came out to help, and and how long did it take you? We had eight guys. Um, the moose actually went into some flooded back backwater and died, in, and uh, we were able to get to them with jet skis. And, uh, yeah, we pulled them out to the main river with the jet skis and got them up on the sandbar. Yeah, took a bunch of pictures there and then tied them to a boat, and we were able to pull them back to the boat dock. About six miles took us five, six, seven hours total. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good day's work <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was, it was quite the chore. Incredible animal, and uh, like I said earlier, we've got the, the picture of Rick and uh, and his moose uh, at uh, bbkoradio.com. You guys were aware of uh, of a couple of other uh, pretty healthy moose that were running around up there, and that was kind of what was in your mind uh, when you went yeah. out. You guys didn't have any idea that this guy existed, or had there been stories? You know, you got a big guy, you got the the top moose in North America walking around. That's hard to keep a secret sometimes. Had, had there been stories? You know, I I don't think I ever seen him, but we were watching these other ones from about one and a half miles away from a vantage point uh, where we could see the whole river bottom. And uh, I just couldn't tell how big they were. I knew they were good ones. I just don't don't know if it was if he was one of them or not. And I don't think so. Yeah, my goodness. Well, I tell you, a once in a lifetime license in North Dakota to hunt uh, moose. So you're done. You you. Yeah. Uh, cannot draw again, right? No, I can get an elk tag or a bighorn sheep once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime, and boy, if you're going to draw a once in a lifetime tag, there's there's nothing more you can do with it. You you fully fulfilled that tag uh, with the absolute best moose walking around in North America. And uh, again, Rick, congratulations! What a great story. Yeah, thanks. Give us a good uh, moose recipe. You're going to have to learn how to cook moose now. Well, I got this thing processed already. And- I had uh, it was 480 pounds of meat, 
and I got more sausage and steaks and hamburger, and, and you can it's going to feed us for a long time. Well, I, I know uh, seven or eight buddies that need to be invited over for a for a good cookout. Yeah, come on up. <laughs> I'm talking about those guys that helped you get that behemoth oh, up yeah. out of that river bottom. Save that plenty. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Congratulations and thanks for sharing your story with us. Not a problem. <laughs> what a great story. And another moose hunting story coming up. My buddy Corey Mason, Dallas Safari Club. Hey, he just uh, this past September went to the Yukon uh, and had a successful trip on a on a tough hunt. He's got the details coming up. Don't forget, drop by kinderoutdoors.com and register to win our trip for three. You are taking two guests with you when we send you to the Caribbean to fish for three days and spend five nights at Carib Sea Sport Fishing. You'll stay at Casa Carib Sea, and you'll fish some of the finest sport fishing waters on the planet. Bill Fish Galore. Got to register to win it. It's a simple drawing. Go register at kinderoutdoors.com. We're going to the Caribbean with Carib Sea Sport Fishing. Let's grab a cup of coffee, and I'll meet you right back here in the Kinder Outdoors Camp House from the Vineyards Campground and Cabin. I'm John with the Buckhorn Ranch in the beautiful Arbuckle Mountains of southern Oklahoma. When we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it on Kindred Outdoors. Hi, I'm Jim Shockey, and I want to make sure that all of our calendars are marked with the dates for our 2023 annual military charity golf event. The dates are March 26th and 27th of 2023. We'll be returning to the Wild Dunes Resort on the Isle of Palms in South Carolina. Now here's the best part. The proceeds from this military charity golf event, supported by Freedom Hunters, goes to award the honorable service personnel of our U.S. and Canadian Armed Forces with outdoor adventures. There's no better cause than honoring the courageous men and women that protect our freedoms. So go to jimshockeyclassic.com to register. So again, that's March 26th and 27th of 2023 at the Wild Dunes Resort. And by the way, that's the South Carolina coast in the springtime. It doesn't get any better than that. I'll see you there. The Quail Coalition the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet, bid at an auction, be important to quail. 
quailcoalition.org. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. The Dallas Safari Club Convention and Sporting Expo is back at the K. Bailey Hutchison Convention Center in Dallas, January 5th through the 8th. Make plans to join outdoorsmen and women from around the globe for the greatest hunting and outdoors expo on the planet. Guns, exclusive trips and opportunities, fine jewelry, world-class taxidermy, artwork, hunting gear, and accessories. Covering 800,000 square foot of exhibit space in downtown Dallas. I'm DSC Chief Executive Officer Corey Mason asking you to please join us for this important event as we raise funds to fight for your ability to hunt, shoot, fish, and trap. DSC also builds young men and women that will be the conservation backbone of the future and we fund global efforts to fight poachers and benefit wildlife and habitat. There's so much to do and see at the DSC convention. Bring the family January 5th through the 8th and learn more at biggame.org. I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds, almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. This old camp house has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. On the shores of beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas, at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Joshua Creek Ranch in the Texas Hill Country. World-class bird hunting endorsed by Beretta, Orvis, shooting sportsman, five-star lodging, dining, and hunting. Learn more, book a trip. Come see me at kinderoutdoors.com to learn more about Joshua Creek Ranch. Corey Mason is the chief executive officer of the Dallas Safari Club, good friend of mine, too. He sat down with me and told me all about his recent moose hunt in the Yukon. Pretty cool. 
Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, moose hunting. You're a moose hunting expert now, you know. <laughs> well, I've been one time, and I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> one time and with great success. You just recently got back from Canada. Where'd you go? I did. So I uh, went right on the Yukon-British Columbia border. And way it was up a, there. A way up north. A spectacular trip was there in September. Throughout the 10 days of hunting, we had uh, a lot of foliage change. We saw the yellows to orange. It was pretty incredible. Oh, wow. Because that can be one of the most beautiful places on earth. It was unbelievable. And we had uh, snow many days, sleet, wow. ice, rain. We had just about every season over that period of time. Yeah. Uh, who were you hunting with? I know this is a trip that you actually purchased through DSC Convention and Expo. I did. I bought it at the DSC Convention. I was hunting with Caudi. They're one of the DSC exhibitor partners yeah. there. And I looked at a bunch, and uh, my sort of my feel for them was one that would work really well spending 10 days in the remote mountains with somebody you certainly want to make sure you can get along with them yep that's very very important and, and that's a piece we can do another time is outfitters mm. and how to pre-plan and and uh, think that through before you book your trip because it's really important you bet uh who you're hunting with spending time with Tell me about your moose. First of all, people can go see it at kinderoutdoors.com on the bragging board, but tell us about your moose. Yeah, so uh, we flew in. Uh, I had 10 full days of hunting. The first day, we were uh, it was a horseback and then a pack hunt, so we used the horses to move up and down through the valleys, cross the rivers and all that, and thank goodness for the, the horses. They were amazing to get us in and out. We were on a horse probably three four hours a day, oh, uh, yeah. moving up and down the valleys. We'd get to a uh, sort of a location and then climb up and pack get some high ground and then glass for hours and hours and hours half a day sometimes wow and then we'd move and so we went the first four days and saw one cow and one small bull for four days huh. uh, but in that period of time we had it all the while seen stone sheep mountain goats oh, multiple man. grizzly bear mountain caribou it was really game rich country wow uh, At that, so you're seeing lots of wildlife you've yep. only seen two moose we only seen two moose in yeah. four days were you starting to kind of get a little itchy you know the good thing about it is i've had the opportunity to hunt a lot and so you know my goal wasn't to go up there and come home with a moose that was a bonus and i can honestly and truly say that i obviously wanted a moose that's yeah. why i went but the the adventure and the experience was really what i was after you know to experience the wildest of the wild on the back of a horse uh, and, and I got to live that. It was yeah. incredible. Um, and at the end of day four, uh, the guy said, hey, we're going to move. We're going to break camp and go to another camp. Hmm. And uh, so day five, much of it was packing packing all the panniers up on the horses, and that was half a day to yeah. move. And then that evening we got in just in time. As you know, there's a there's a lake in the bottom of every valley. Every every hill. And yeah. so we uh, we spent probably two to three hours that, that afternoon, a little before dark. We didn't have time to go up on the mountain, load the horses and all that, and uh, did some fishing. Oh, nice. And uh, and they had some little ultralight rigs there, and I ended up catching about a 10-pound lake trout. Sweet. On little bitty tiny ultralight gear. Isn't and, that fun? Oh, it was incredible. Like a pig on a rope. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> And uh, but then uh, the next day went way up top. Actually went past some stone sheep. Got up on top. We're glassing mountain caribou behind us, and uh, we saw uh, a really nice old bull, probably over a mile away glassing down at a, wow. a basin. And uh, and he had two cows with him. And it was rut time of the year. Uh. And he was far enough that the guy said, "Hey, we're going to watch him for a little while. See what he does. We may." Go down there this afternoon. Depends on which way he goes. Because if he went left versus right, that can mean another two or three hours horse ride. Because yeah. you have to come back off the mountain, around the edge, back up the valley, kind of a thing. And uh, and then we're glassing. It's probably another hour later, and I'm glassing up the valley, and I see a bull moose, and I tell the guy, and he gets a spotting scope set up on it, and he's like, 
wait, that's the same moose that I saw earlier. No so, kidding. So he swings the spotting scope back over to where we saw the bull originally with the two cows, and he said, that's why I left. And an extremely large moose was over there oh my. with the cows and had kicked the other bull off. Wow. So he looked at me, and without him hardly missing a beat, he said, load your stuff, we're out. So yeah. load the backpack up real quick. Yep. We literally run to the horses, get on the horses. It's probably two to two and a half hours to get back over to that area. We get over there in the patch of trees we thought they were in. Couldn't I, find. I, I'm them. thinking that's a pretty anxious horseback ride because you're wondering, man, he's leaving. He's not going to be there. It's so far, you know. You're yeah. thinking, what are the chances we're actually going to find this moose again in this giant, giant country? Right. You know. And we get over there, and he's not there. Ah. Uh. And so he says, well, you know, about half a mile up here, there's a knob. We're going to get up on that knob and spend the rest of the day. So we got up on that knob, and we spent hours and hours and hours. About an hour before dark, we're glassing, and boom, we both find him just about the same time. Hmm. And he's in the trees. Uh, we could see the cows. So we side hill and get about 400 yards from where he could come out into the open because it's so thick in the willows and all yeah. that you can't get through that stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, about 10 minutes later, he walks out into the open enough to give me a shot. Thank you, Lord. And uh, exactly. We're, I'm sitting I'm sitting on my rear on the side of the hill with my shooting sticks on the front and put one right in him, and he uh, takes about two steps and falls over. Wow. Uh, let's talk about the shot for a minute because yeah. that's a once-in-a-lifetime shot. You may never, that's right. ever get that opportunity again. You can't allow that to go through your mind. You've got yep. to just focus like you're hunting a white-tailed deer in West Texas. Yeah, it had been six days of hard hunting, hard climbing, hard riding, you know, and I realized that this was probably my chance to, to take a bull moose. Yeah. And this one happened to be a very special bull moose. From He was an extremely large moose on top of that. Yeah. And um, But I felt really good. I practiced a lot. Yep. I was very proficient with my equipment. I knew it. I trusted it. Um, and uh, and had my shooting sticks, built a frame for my pack, my, my off my elbow. I had my pack holding yep. it and all that. I was... Built my house, if you will, as they yeah. say at FTW Shooting School. Yep. I was ready, and, and uh, when he came sideways, I had walked through the scenario. In fact, I had snapped a couple, you know, just working the trigger and yeah. before I loaded the rifle, and and then uh, was ready. He gave me the shot, and I put it put it right in, and, and uh, again, he took about one and a half, two steps kind of down the hill and hit the ground. And so there it was. A really quick, clean kill. What would you shoot him with, and what do you recommend guys take with him minimum? Yeah, so I shot him with a 300 Win Mag, yep. uh, and that's what the outfitter recommended okay. uh, because shooting a heavy for caliber bullet, shooting a 200-grain bullet. Yeah. I like the Hornady ELDX. It performs really well at all velocities. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I shot him with that, uh, and the reason that, that I like that particular caliber as well as the outfitter recommended is because it has the ability to make a 400-yard shot, uh, but you can also shoot uh, a big enough bullet that you can you can do some good with it. You yeah. Know? You hey, know? before we wrap it up, if guys are thinking about a moose hunt, you're a long way from home. Uh, you better make some good critical decisions along the way in your planning. What are a few imp important things that people should think about before a, a big trip like that? Yeah, you know, it all starts with the right outfitter and the communications around that. Uh, but having equipment that's tested. You know, uh, and by that I mean I, I took a, a Ruger rifle up there, but I've shot that that rifle hundreds, if not thousands, of times. Yeah. I was I was very proficient with the rifle and ready. But things like good boots that I had worn on, I had worn them for, I don't know, lots and lots and lots of miles. They were broken in. Yeah. Good equipment. Uh, know your stuff. Don't buy something new to take it up there. Wear it out before you take it, kind of a thing. You know, right. and, and be. That's a great point. Wear it out before you take it. Be mentally ready. You know, because. 
it was a very mentally challenging hunt to go four or five days and really not see what you're looking for at all. I'm not saying not even a shootable one, but yeah. you have to go and know when you're there for the experience. And if you get an animal, that's really a bonus. Yeah, it truly is. Hey, great moves, Corey. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, I sure enjoy hanging out with you each week here at Kinder Outdoors, and I want to thank you very much for dropping by our campfire. We're honored. I want to thank you for doing so. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this camp house each week and invite you back next time around. Next week, we'll be in the high peaks of Idaho searching for mule deer with outdoor author Ken Kirkaby. Ken took this trip a year ago, went to great pains to put himself in position to shoot a giant mule deer and missed. How did it work out this time? We'll find out next week. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch.